Hi guys, welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. Um, today's episode, we're going to try something a little bit different um, in light of COVID-19 and our best efforts to do social distancing. Um, we are trying to rework some of the guest interviews um, that we had planned. So today I'm going to have my friend Aubrey on the podcast and I'm really excited to interview her and we'll get right into that in a minute, but we are recording remotely because we don't want to infect anyone. (laughs) Um, And this is also something that I have never done before is recording remotely. So I am not 100% sure how this is going to turn out um, because the audio will just be recorded on her phone. Um, Seth is going to splice everything together. So hopefully I can continue to record on my mic. But um, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer because we're experimenting here and we aren't 100% sure how it's going to turn out. But I'm excited to... Um, hopefully continue to bring you guys guests while we are still um, doing social distancing. Um, (laughs) So anyway, uh, here we go. Hello, Aubrey. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having Uh, me. Yeah. So (laughs) tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hardest question for me. I know. (laughs) I'm like, I asked my husband and friends, I'm like, what is there to say about me? I don't know. Um, I'm 28. I'm born and raised in Utah, and I'm married, and I have a dog and a three-year-old. I know. He's so cute. Thank you. His name's Parks, and he is super, super fun and a lot of work. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah, so we're good with one, but Yeah. um, yeah, I live in Saratoga Springs, and I do boudoir photography, and some hand lettering and take care of a lot of plants. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking specifically about your plants, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm super excited about because everyone on the podcast know that I love my plants. So (laughs) I'm super excited that we're going to do an episode specifically about plants. So um, tell me about how you started to gain an interest in houseplants. Okay. I feel like, so I was talking to my husband about this and I like, when did it start? I don't even Mm -hmm. know, but I've always like felt super drawn to plants. If that makes sense. Like growing up, I always was like fascinated with leaves falling and just things like that. And we, let's see. Yeah, I just have always loved plants. And then we bought a house three years ago, and um, two summers ago, I started my backyard vegetable garden. Fun. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. And I just, like, loved the plants back there. I loved, like, the weeds and the roots. I'm obsessed with root systems, so that was a big one. Yeah. Um, but I've always had a couple house plants in the house, and then last summer – Logan's coworker gave him a couple of cuttings from a passion fruit vine and we rooted them and it was like a whole new side of plants, I guess. Um, being able to do the cuttings and seeing them grow basically from scratch was like really exciting to me. And then it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah. So I remember 
I met you on Twitter Mm -hmm. and, um, and then after knowing each other on Twitter for like two seconds, (laughs) we followed each other's finstas. Yes. (laughs) So I feel like I know you really well. Indeed. Um, But, um, yeah, I remember last year, like, I guess around summertime, you tweeting, like starting to tweet about plants a lot more and talking about, um, just the different kinds of plants and how excited you were and how you were getting into them. And, um, yeah, I just have loved seeing that. Not like evolution because you've obviously liked house plants before this last summer, but just seeing how like important they've become and how much you love them. Um, so I guess you probably, this is like, a more difficult question to answer because you're not like someone like me who only recently started buying houseplants, but do you remember what your first houseplant was? I actually do. My husband and I bought some houseplants in our old apartment Mm -hmm. um, from Ikea, which by the way, like Ikea sells some of the healthiest and happiest plants for the best prices. Absolutely. I've wondered like how their plants Oh, they're awesome. Okay, good. That's good to know. Let me see. Right now, I'm looking at my house. I've got one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, I want to say seven-ish houseplants from Ikea. Oh, awesome. They are always so healthy. Yeah, they're they're great. So That is super good uh, to know. Yes. (laughs) That is my little secret tip of the day. I almost think they're healthier than some nurseries because they don't keep them in, like, the Greenhouse big... conditions? Yeah, greenhouse conditions because mm-hmm. not all plants thrive in the same conditions, right? And right. And gre- greenhouse conditions, everything needs to be more moist and humid, and I you get a lot of bugs that way in a lot of plants. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. I've never thought about that. I've always had issues, not always, but I do notice that I'll have an issue where I bring a home... A, plant home from a greenhouse and then it won't do as well because it went from like yeah. a much better climate to my <laughs> yeah. house and then I'm like I'm so sorry I can only miss you so many times yeah so exactly. that is such a good tip to get yes. plants from Ikea yes so we and also pots they have yes. so many Love pots, their pots and they're great but so our first house plant we bought in probably like what 2015 mm-hmm um, and we bought a cute little cactus, like a round, I don't even know. I should know this. I should know the species, right? But <laughs> I don't, um, uh, just a little cactus. And then we bought some, um, Dracaena plants from them as well. And mm-hmm. a snake plant and all of them are still alive and thriving and happy in my house. Oh, good. So, snake plants are such troopers. Oh, they're the best. I love I've them. Got, I have so many snake plants. I don't really? know. Really? One, two, three, four. Five, six that I see. Wow. <laughs> six, right? Yeah. I love snake plants. So. I know. They're so easy. Oh, yeah. Um, so that leads me into my next question. How many houseplants do you have right now? Um, I was counting today, and I, I get it's, – it's hard to decide because what do you consider counting a plant? Like, I've got a lot of cuttings. Do the, right. Are those individual plants? I don't know. But I think I don't know. somewhere I... around 50 or 60. Okay. Yeah, I'm always I'm always the same way with cuttings. I'm like, well, does it count if it's like not potted in soil? <laughs> yeah, like, as a full plant. But, <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. Probably around fifty or sixty. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so what would you say in your experience, what is one of the easiest house plants to keep alive? Like that you've snake plants, yeah. hands snake down plants. and ZZ plants are really like, so easy. And no ZZ plants. I don't have one, but they have really waxy leaves, right? Yeah. They're like they're a little bit more. Does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably why then. Yeah. Right? They're, they're super, super easy to take care of. Like you just, just have them and they are happy yeah. all the time yeah and so well don't you have a snake plant I seem to remember you posting about this don't you have a snake plant in a windowless bathroom I do and it's still like doing great yeah it's doing pretty well it was starting to get a little bit sad um mm-hmm. and a couple of stalks were dying but yeah um I what I've been doing is I just like bring it out to my kitchen every couple of days and let it like mm-hmm. sit on my kitchen table and soak up some light and it's been happier. And then you move it back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's, I follow an account on Instagram where he talks about that, where I think I follow, started following him because of you. Um, I don't remember which account it is, but there was someone that said that he takes his plants to work oh, yeah. <laughs> every day where That's he so like, cute. yeah, like the, the plants that he likes to have, like for decorative, you know, like where they don't have a lot of light during the day when he leaves for work, he will go take his plants and put them by the windows uh-huh. so they get enough light. And then when he gets back, he puts them back where he right. wants them. So that way they actually get all the light they want, but they can, like, he can have them where he wants them, which I feel like is a good solution because I always, there are areas of my home that I would love to have plants that I just know they right. would not survive there. Right. So, And I mean, mo- most plants can survive under most conditions. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of whether they're, like, going to grow Thriving. or be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They can survive, but not necessarily, like, yeah. flourish. Uh-huh. So what is – tell me a few of the, like, hardest houseplants you have had. So this is actually really funny because I've noticed that I'm in a lot of, like, plant Facebook groups. And uh-huh. a lot of I've, – I've noticed that just people kind of flock to different plants and – Mm-hmm. certain people are like, oh, this is the easiest houseplant ever. And other people are like, yeah. I cannot keep that alive to save my life. Um, and for me, I am the person that I literally cannot keep like 95% of succulents alive. No matter what I do. Oh, hell no. I, I've I, never I, been able to keep a succulent I alive. <laughs> I hate them. And I mean, technically snake plants are succulents. Like there are a couple of plants that are technically succulents that I've kept alive. But like when you think succulent and you think of that little... Yeah, like those cute little green buddy things. Yes, I cannot keep them alive. I've killed every single one oh, I've yeah. had. I, I'm with you. Well, and I that was a big reason why I didn't get houseplants for so long was because I could not keep succulents mm-hmm. alive. And everyone always says, succulents are so easy. Like, they're a great starter plant. Yep. And so when I could never keep a succulent alive, I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I tell never everyone. Get a plant. That's what I tell everyone. Everyone always asks me like, everyone always says, Oh, I'm not, I can't keep plants alive to save my life. And I'm like, I promise you, you can't Don't buy a succulent. <laughs> right. They're just so, so what picky. Would you say, yeah. What would you say is a good starter plant besides like a snake plant? A ZZ plant for sure is a super easy yeah. plant. Um, let me think. I'm looking around my house. Pothos is, those are really, Oh, easy plant yeah. to care for. Um, but I actually think my heartleaf philodendron is easier than my pothos. I agree. I have one of each as well. And I feel like my heartleaf philodendron and, is a little bit easier. And I just love it. I don't know what it is about it, but I just, I love it. It is one of my favorite it's plants. It's definitely more viney mm-hmm. than a pothos is, which is really fun. Like it 
drapes a lot sooner than a pothos does. Yeah, I've got a Marble Queen pothos hanging up in my mm-hmm. living room, and it is starting to drape and get and it's super fun. But my, I just love, I don't know, I, I love how the leaves connect to the stems on the philodendron. Mm-hmm. No, they're super pretty. Um, okay, so that kind of leads into another question. We're just going to talk about all your favorites. Okay. Um, uh, tell me, I know this is probably kind of a hard question, but give me like your top, your top favorite plants you have right now. Okay. I have a soft spot in my heart for my, um, um, mm-hmm. because we, they're our first cutting. We've got two of them and they are both like growing vines and they're, they're vining. Let's see. One I've got in this corner over here is probably three feet tall. And, oh, wow. and then the other one is probably three feet tall as well, but it has two extra vines that are probably at least a foot and a half, two feet each that are sticking okay. out. And I, it's been so fun because my husband also super loves plants. He's like into this hobby with me. Um, yeah. And, oh, that's so yeah. fun. And these ones are kind of his babies because they were like his cuttings that he brought home. And, right. and so he loves those as well. Those are some of my favorites. Um, but I love my Marble Queen Pothos. I yeah. love the amount of variegation in it. I just, it's so fun. I love it. And then let's see, what else? Oh my goodness. Um, have you ever heard of a Fetonia, a nerve plant? I've heard of them, yes. It's on my wish list. I just have not, I've never gotten one. Yeah, so we bought a Fetonia a couple of years ago from Ikea, and I didn't know anything about plants when I bought it. I just bought it because I, I liked it, thought it was cool, and I had it for a couple years and when it would get thirsty it would drape down like it was dying they're very dramatic yeah and I would water it and it would perk right back up and yeah. it was just kind of we lived this life in harmony for a couple years and then last summer it started to get really leggy and sad and it died and I couldn't salvage it at all and then I bought a new one and now he is happily living inside a terrarium because apparently they're very finicky but that particular that right. particular one that I got lived happy like with me unknowing, like knowing nothing right, about like it. No yeah. idea how uh-huh. to, right. No idea how to uh-huh. take care of it. But so that's so that funny. one is one of my favorites just because if you've ever watched like anyone listening or when you're done with this or whatever, go look up a video, like a time-lapse video of a Fetonia, um, being watered. Like after, if it's like drooped down and perking back up, right. it's like, it's alive. It's so cool. It's one of the coolest things. I, someone posted a video of that on Kennedy. Twitter. Yes, exactly. Kennedy. Love uh-huh. her. Hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. <Love you> Kennedy. <laughs> she posted one and I was like, all right, I need that it is plant. Su- it was it so, is so cool. cool. But I did learn that the more often that you let those plants do, like the shorter their lifespan. Mm, that makes because sense it uses- because you're kind of taking them to like, it takes so much energy yes, exactly. from the plant. Uh-huh. So yeah. now my goal, this one, it just did that this weekend because I've, like, I feel like with this quarantine, I, like, you'd think I'd be more attentive to my plants, but. I'm the same way. I, like, can't take care of them. <laughs> I know, me too. I, I usually water on Friday, and I watered Sunday this last yeah. week. Which, like, is only a few days, but in, like, plant life, that's. <laughs> They're like, help me. Like, I know. I was just, like. I'm just looking at them all the time and I'm like, I will, I will get to you. I promise. Yeah. And then I feel so bad that I'm, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like I have all this time on my hands, but I cannot for the life of me take better care of my plants. Yeah, I went through today um, and did a bunch of pruning and watering okay. and everyone was like, well, thanks. Remember that we exist. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> I repotted a plant today. That's like been asking for it. And I was like, okay, okay. 
I'll repot you. It's fine. I promise. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to talk about your master gardening course yeah. that you've been taking. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, why did you decide to start taking it? How has it been? Like things you've learned, just kind of your, like how that's been. Is through Utah State University. Um, uh-huh. And it, I came across it because I, so I never got a bachelor's degree. I mm-hmm. have really bad ADHD and college just mm-hmm. was like, and it was untreated for a long time and I just couldn't finish school. No matter what I did, yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I got an associates and I stopped going and I have really wanted a bachelor's degree. Um, like it's one of those things that I'm like, man, I just like, I just feel like I need to do it, you know? And yeah. so like looking up, I want to do something related to plants. And so I started looking up like horticulture degrees, botany degrees, stuff like that, and see what I could do online. And by searching for that, I came across the master gardener program at Utah state and what it is. It's like 13 or 14 weeks, um, it's a 13 to 14 week program. That's three and a half hours, each, no, two and a half hours, excuse me, each week. Um, and it's taught by like expert college professors in like each of their fields, I guess they bring in mm-hmm. different professors from like Boise and from Logan that come down every week to teach us, um, the different topics and the point of the class, which I actually didn't realize when I started taking it, but, um, I learned in my first class is all of the states have master gardener programs and um, Mm -hmm. it is through like a federal, it's like a federal government initiative. Um, The idea is to train people in the community with like science-based horticulture and botany information so that they can go into the community and spread that knowledge of agriculture into the community because there's just not enough like there's not enough resources for the college to educate everyone in the community. So the idea is that Mm -hmm. master gardeners come in, take this 14 week course from the college professors, and then they have to do 40 hours of community service related to like botany and horticulture in the community. And then they can go out and like teach other people um, and spread those resources. So um, I, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it because it's, I don't know. You're, I'm learning like so much that I feel like I know nothing. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. Like I, I go into, yeah, like, yeah like, I know about plants. I'm good. And then I leave and I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> right. Also, That's so how funny. does any plant ever live? I don't know, but right. Yeah. It's been really cool though. Um, it's kind of sucks that the quarantines in just because not yeah. everything has moved online, but it's okay. Obviously there are bigger things to worry about. <laughs> right there. Right. right. But yeah. Um, but it's been cool. We like each week there's a different topic. So there's like a week about soils and a week about um, vegetables and woody plants and trees and shrubs and fruit trees and like uh, pests and um and all sorts of things so it's a huge um what's the word I'm looking for variety of topics and super Mm in-depth so for what it is I couldn't recommend it enough it was I think two hundred dollars and oh really that's not no not at all for what you're getting it is not a lot at all and they give you like a whole like a textbook basically with all of this information it's, it's okay. awesome. 
I totally recommend it to anyone. And if you're not in Utah, like check your state school because they most likely have one. So what, um, so tell me a few things that you've learned through this course, like things that like specifically relating to houseplants, like things that surprised you or like, I don't know, just like those, you know, those things that you learn that you just get really buzzy yeah. about and you just want to tell everybody. <laughs> tell me a few of those. Okay. This one is kind of mind blowing to me, but it makes sense when you think about it and like really think about it. Every single plant flowers. So you're right. <laughs> even if you don't think that they do, like most plants, yeah. you wouldn't think like a snake plant flowers. It does. Um, mm -hmm. Or a tree or um, like a cactus or a pothos, like any, every single type of plant at some point in its lifespan flowers. That is so yeah. interesting. And do you have any houseplants that have like given you surprise oh, flowers? Yes. My, uh, I have a begonia that I mm -hmm. am obsessed with and it has pretty con consistently given me some bright pink flowers the last like six months. So yeah. Cool. And I have a calathea, I think that's how you pronounce it. Calathea, calathea, I don't know. A prayer plant mm -hmm. that has these cute little purple flowers on it that I didn't realize that it would have. Mine, I have, I have one too. It's sitting right next to me and it um, like a month ago got this one, like, you know, it starts growing like really spiny uh -huh. and I was like, what is wrong with this leaf? And then it flowered. It has like, I'm not even kidding you, like 10 like stalks of flowers. It's so right fun, now. huh? It's so and, fun. Yeah. So not all plants want flower regularly or should flower regularly. Right. And some plants even like, I learned there are some cactus cacti cactuses whatever um <laughs> the huge ones that grow out in the deserts in arizona that mm -hmm. will live like a hundred years and then they'll sprout a flower and the flower is like the signal to the plant that it's time to die so yeah so it's not all plants like need to flower regularly but that's how they reproduce so every plant at some oh, yeah, point that makes has sense. a flower and that was like that is so like it makes sense when you think about it, but I when you see so yeah. many like leafy house plants, you don't ever think about flowers. Yeah, so no, that's that was true. a big one for me. That was like, huh. But then let's see, there was something that he taught me. It was actually about trees, but I related it to my plants like immediately. Um, because you ever get plants that grow pretty leggy and you kinda want them to be more yeah. bushy? Like a polka dot plant, for example, or a Fetonia. Mm-hmm. My polka dot stringy and leggy and kind of starting to look a little ugly, which they do that, by the way, if they don't get enough sunlight. So, yeah. um, but I learned plants have a hormone that grows, like it comes at this, they have an apex stem, I guess, a point, a bud, whatever, and it has a hormone mm -hmm. that releases to the rest of the plant. So think of a pine tree for this example. Um, the top of the pine tree has this hormone that makes it like the leading apex bud, right? And it grows up and it releases the hormone down through the plant. So as the hormone is released, it tells the plant to grow. Like that's where yeah. it puts the energy to grow. So that's why it'll grow up. Um, and the further down, further away that apex bud gets from any part of the plant, um, the those that spot is able to grow if that makes sense so 
the hormone tells the plant to stop like growing in certain spots. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. It'll make sense as I talk yeah. about the tree. So as the pine tree is growing up, the hormone is coming down. So the top branches next to the top aren't growing very fast because there's a lot of that hormone. But as the hormone gets down, it gets more diluted. So the bottom branches can grow out further because there isn't as much of that hormone. And that's okay. why it makes like the Christmas tree shape. That is so So fun. if you cut off that apex bud, it the plant will try to figure out another like the alpha, if you will. And while it does yeah. that, it doesn't have that hormone inhibiting growth anywhere, so it'll start spreading, growing out instead of up. So if you have a leggy plant, if you cut off the top, that hormone gets taken out and it will start sprouting stems near the bottom out instead of just up. So it'll get bushier until it designates a new bud to be like that lead one. And then it will start doing it again. But you can keep doing that with, with leggy plants. You can just cut the top off. It'll start sprouting out, like stems out from the bottom, get bushier. And then if it gets leggy again, you can just cut it off and it will start bushing, like getting bushy. That is so interesting. Is there like a limitation on the types of plants that can work for it does it work for all plants they didn't say that there was so I'm going I'm not an expert so I don't want like don't quote me for sure on this but I'm pretty sure that that's pretty universal because if you go and you look at like how to prune different plants a lot of times like Mm -hmm. if you want your plant to be bushier in certain areas like a polka dot plant or a phytonia or I'm trying to think of what else like a pothos or whatever if you want it to be bushy instead of leggy you just cut off the ends and it will start spreading instead of growing out up sorry that is so interesting that is definitely something I never would have like thought about no yeah and so if you ever look drive around in the winter and you look at trees that people have like cut the limbs off um it doesn't happen super often but sometimes a tree will get really long arms and branches that are really big and people don't want them to be Mm -hmm. that tall so they'll cut them um, to kind of prune the tree. But when all the leaves are off, you can see that there's these like that grow all out and then they all kind of stop in like a dome shape or whatever shape they're pruned. But then you have a lot of skinny little leggy branches like growing from the top of those thick ones. And that's because yeah. the hormone got chopped. So all of those branches that they were trying to control actually shot out like multiplied in growth. Interesting. Yeah. So when you prune, you have to be careful where you're pruning to avoid that if that's not something you yes, want. Yes, exactly. That is so mm-hmm. fascinating. Is there anything else about the course that you want to talk about or do you want to move on? Well, I mean, honestly, the course has been so mind-blowing. It makes me feel like I don't know a whole lot, but that's a good thing because it's teaching me so much. So honestly, I like could not recommend the class enough. Yeah. Um, the, one of the biggest things that I learned that was super helpful is talking about different types of soil mm-hmm. um, and how to test your soil, just like a plug for Utah State um, or wherever you are. Right. Uh, you can send a sample of your soil into the school, and I think it's like $10, and they will test the soil for you, like in your yard. Mm-hmm. And they'll test the soil for you, tell you what it's made of, and then they can teach you how to amend the soil to grow whatever types of plants that you're looking to grow in your yard. Interesting. Um, so what kind of things can you do to like fix your soil? Um, you can add things like sand or compost or, um, you know, till it, obviously mix, you can mix in perlite, things like that. 
Um, it just depends. So, like, where I live, my soil is super clay I don't know how right. you say that. It yeah, has a lot yeah. of clay in it and has a lot of alkaline. Like, the acidity is really alkaline. So, um, I can add different types of, like, there are different types of fertilizers that you can add to the soil to, like, balance out the acidity levels. Or I can you can add some sand to the soil to make it so that the clay is balanced out a little bit. Mm-hmm. for Because the clay makes it hard for it to drain, right? Um, right. So, the sand so kind thick. of... Yeah, and so the sand kind of helps with that. But you can't just add sand to your soil just because – I mean, you can, but it doesn't necessarily right. – it's going to do anything. Right. So just depends on, like, the ratio of clay and sand and um, – oh, my gosh, now I can't even think of Right, the, just, like, everything going on yeah. in the soil, mm-hmm. like minerals and different right. mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah, that is so interesting. That's honestly something I've never even thought about. Like, I know mm-hmm. I've looked up before, like, what vegetables go well in my region, you know, and like, mm-hmm. but I've never thought that that's something that you can control or change. That's so interesting. Yeah, you can change. I mean, there are some things you can't super change right. because they're weather dependent, of course, but right. Um, there are a lot of things about the soil that you can change, especially if you're doing raised garden beds. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you can grow a tropical plant in your house if you have yeah. the right type of soil and a humidifier. So yeah. it's the the thing is that you can ch- you just need to work on changing the environment. So any plant can thrive in a man-made environment if you make the environment what the plant needs. Right. So. You just have to cater to that plant's needs. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Um okay, so Tell me, okay, so obviously you really love houseplants and that's like, well, and not just houseplants, but plants in general and horticulture and um, it's like turned into this wonderful hobby for you. Is that something that you think you want to expand past just like a hobby? Like, is there anything else that you want to do with plants? Like, do you want to teach? Um, yeah. Is there anything that you want to do aside from just having a very impressive collection of beautiful houseplants. <laughs> yeah, I, I've thought about this a lot. I kind of go back and forth about whether or not I want to do, like, an Instagram. I have an Instagram, a houseplant Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I, you know this. I'm not super active on there. And that's right. mostly because I feel super stressed all the time <laughs> about yeah. what to post. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure that you probably get that right, I do. from your own Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but... I thought about that this, this spring I was planning on purchasing some um, Mm -hmm. and growing a lemon tree and a lime tree in my house. Yeah. Um, And my husband is like dead set on that becoming like my niche Um, and like showcasing on Instagram and whatever that you can grow fruit tree, like citrus trees in Utah in your house. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Um, I also do lettering. Um, hand lettering so yeah. I thought about doing just like cute little quirky designs related to plants and selling them on t-shirts or prints or whatever That'd be cute and actually I really do want to start eventually selling um, propagated plants so propagation is yeah. like one of my favorite things oh, it's ever so fun. It's, yeah, so it's so fun and anyone can do it and it gets people super excited like you can give cuttings of a plant to literally anyone and they will get excited in two weeks when they start seeing roots. 
Because oh, I know. Right? It's just the best. And so I, like, I love spreading that to people. I love, like, giving people the confidence. Because when people come over, they're always like, oh, my gosh, I love all your plants. Like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. Which is obviously, You're like, it's so easy. You can do it, so too. Here's easy. a plant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, here, you want something? <laughs> just, like, cut it off and pass it away. Because it's so fulfilling and so fun. And I think, um, I don't know. I don't know what like about you but for me with like my mental health plants like help me so much feel grounded like it's just I don't know it's really it feels like a big accomplishment when you sprout new leaves and it really does I feel so proud I'll walk around my house every single day even though I know that there's not going to be like like so many new leaves since the day before or Uh an hour before but I'll walk around while I'm holding my baby and just like touch all the new leaves and like check all the plants and be mm-hmm. like, Oh look, this one's getting a new leaf. That's so exciting. Even Absolutely. though I just looked at it an hour ago. Uh huh. It's the best. And this, the same with like, with the water propagating, it's like the roots mm-hmm. grow so fast in some plants. Like, no, they really do. Yeah. And it's, I have a snake plant cutting, two snake plant cuttings actually that I took in November. Mm-hmm. And I had, one of them in soil and it wasn't, nothing was happening. And like, I put a bunch of cuttings in the soil and nothing happened. A bunch of them died off. And then I still had the tip of the, this plant. It's like the, it's the mother-in-law's tongue one, um, mm-hmm. in the soil. And I was like, yeah, I'll just chuck it in water just to see. And then I also had a little cutting of a cylindrica snake plant and I threw that yeah. in water and they literally just sat in water on my counter for months and nothing and then two weeks ago, I looked, and both of them have little roots. And I screamed and started jumping. And I was like, Logan, look, they have roots. <laughs> like, it's so fulfilling. So that is I, so – that's one of those plants that's intimidating to me to propagate. Yeah. Um, my baby actually ripped part of the leaf off my snake plant last week. Oh. And I was so – he was, like, in his little swing, and it's next to the snake plant. Uh, and he yeah. – you know, he's like six months, so he's in that rolling stage. And so he, even though he's buckled in, he like notices the plant next to him. And I'm on the other side of the kitchen, like with the big island between us. And I see him turn around and grab it. And somehow, like, I don't even know how he managed to rip it because he's like a baby. And those things are like pretty <laughs> tough. Yeah. But he managed to like rip the whole top of one of the big leaves off. And I like cried a little. Oh. And I was like, you know, obviously not his fault. He's just exploring and is like, wow, look at this cool thing next to my face. And so I was going to just chuck it. And then I was like, I guess I'll just throw it in some water and like, see what happens. Like I've heard that for the most part, like the easiest way to propagate snake plants is by division. Yeah. Um, just like when you repot them, just like kind of separate them and put them in their own pots. Uh-huh. So, so I was like, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I was super unsure if it was going to work, but I just figured I might as well, like, just stick it in water and, you know, if it doesn't die, it doesn't die. So. Right, for sure. So with snake plants, since they are a succulent, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this about succulents, but succulents, you, when they fall, when their leaves fall off, if you just kind of leave them out on the counter or whatever for a couple of days, they'll kind of callous over where they broke. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's when you can put it in the water for like the most success. So, oh yeah. If you just like, if you have it in water right now, just pull it out, set it on your counter for like a couple days just to let the end callus and then put it back in the water and you should be like solid. 
interesting. I will do that. As soon as we're done recording, I will go take it out of the out of its jar and let it dry. That is so interesting. Yeah, I had the little cylindrica in a little jar of water at the, from the beginning. Like, I just put it straight in the water. And then it was, like, on the back of my counter, and I forgot about it. And the water all dried up. And it was dry for, like, a couple of days. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my bad. And then just, like, filled it back up. And that is when it started. Like, the magic happened. So Oh, so interesting. Yeah. It's super fun. Now I don't have a clue of what I'm going to do with it because it's so tiny. Right. I'm like, do I just, I don't want to pot it, just leave it in the water or what? <laughs> but... Right, right. When they're so little. But honestly, I think when they're so little, they're kind of fun. I put, whenever I propagate something and I don't bother to propagate a lot of it, like I propagate just a few leaves, I'll put it in a tiny pot and then I put it in my son's room on a shelf oh, where he can't pull them down, but he loves plants. He thinks they're so fun. And That's so if I put them up on a shelf, he can't like mess with them because I did catch him ripping leaves off of my Hartley philodendron a few oh. weeks ago and he only ripped one and he didn't really rip it off all the way. He just kind of like ripped it into pieces. I mean, he got a very strong reprimand and was told that, you know, <laughs> plants have feelings, so we yep. don't rip them up. <laughs> but, um, but no, he has, cause we don't have, I feel like, I feel like plants are kind of like a step between like nothing and dogs when it comes to like giving someone something to care for, you know, like it's a lot lower risk than like a baby or a pet, but, (laughs) but it's still something that you can take care of and, you know, like have that ownership over. Absolutely. And so it's been so fun to watch him like care about his plants and, um, but yeah, so anytime I have like a little bit of a propagated plant, I just, I stick it in his room as soon as it's in a pot because that's so cute. Yeah, because it's like that. little baby plants. Um, okay, so probably our last question then is what are some of your like wish list plants? Like, yeah, like the plants that you would love, love, love to have, but you don't yet for some reason. So, one of my biggest ones is pretty basic, but whatever. It's the Monstera Albo. Um, so, you know, the big, the, right. Everyone knows the, the big Monstera Deliciosa. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I want the elbow. There's like the two popular variations of that one, the elbow and the Thai constellation. Um, yes. I have a Thai constellation. Oh yeah. Did you get it, um, from time and place? Oh yes, yes, yes. I just, yes, I have another I did friend. get it from time and place. I have another friend who got one from time and place when they had them. Yes. A couple love ago. them. They are, if anyone's in Utah, my favorite plant shop. They're locally owned by a woman and it's just such a cute little shop. Perfect. Anyway. You'll have to take me. Yes. <laughs> the other... When everything's over. Yeah, I know. In like <laughs> a year, who knows? Right. Um, no, but the other variation is the Monstera Albo. So I just love the white. Like, yeah, I am a big fan, like everyone, of course, of very um, variegated plants, but like right. specifically like the contrast with the dark white I'm just like obsessed with so yeah. but they're like ridiculously expensive right oh I'm sure so one day right when I am fairly confident in my plant carrying abilities which right some would laugh at that because I have so many but I still don't want to risk it dying so right well when <laughs> you're gonna spend that much on a plant yeah that's why I usually buy like baby plants because I'm like eh, if it dies then Right. Then I only spent like $5 on it and uh-huh. I don't feel bad. But if you're going to spend hundreds of dollars on a plant, then. Right. 
Yep. Then you want it to be, you want to keep it alive. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So I really want one of those. And then I also have my eye on a, just like a variegated string of hearts. We love the pink little oh, yes, those are so pretty. So pretty. And I love any type of like stringy hanging plant. Like I'm obsessed yeah. with all of them, but I just don't really have a ton of places to put hanging plants. Yeah. So I'm kind of limited. And I mean, I'm kind of limited because I have so many plants already. So Right. Um, and they don't really, they're kind of hard to come by in person. You yeah, they are. You have to are. buy them online usually. Yeah. Um, so I have my eye on a few, but I just haven't made the leap, I guess. Right. And then um, I'm just like dying to have a lemon tree. So. Yeah. So didn't you grow... So you're growing a lemon tree from seeds right now, right? So, yes, I was. And then I put the little pot inside of an old little cactus, like, ceramic pot that I had. So I had a mm-hmm. little, you know, those little cactus plants from Home Depot or whatever that have, like, the colorful one on top? Yes. So those die. The little colorful cactus is actually, like, a parasite to the – Oh. It's not one plant. It's, like, a uh, grafted plant. Um, the stem. So interesting. Yeah, the stem of those cactus. We say we are we saying cactuses, cacti. What are we saying? I I don't know. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I'm gonna say cactuses because that's what sounds right to me. Anyway, the stem of those is one species of (laughs) cactus, and then the little top part, the colorful, like the red or the yellow. Like Like the little like circular Uh part. Yeah. Yeah, like the moon. I think they're called like moon bean cactus or something moon something maybe right. it's just moon cactus i don't know um those are like a it's a mutation of a different type of cactus so so interesting yeah in nature you just blew my mind <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i it, have one it'll it'll and probably I, die eventually i've had it for like three years well then you're just great and i i never water it yeah <laughs> dude remember can. like every three months and i'm like oh yeah sorry buddy yeah but that is so interesting because I've heard people say that they die like all the time. Uh-huh. And I've been like, I don't know what, like, is mine like even real? Like they... it's real, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm keeping it alive. That is so interesting. It's just grafted onto the other one because the bottom, that type of the little colorful part can't take up nutrients mm-hmm. because it's just a mutation of a cactus. So they grafted onto the type of cactus that does wow. take on nutrients. And yeah. So Weird. If you So you had one of those pots? Yeah. I just had a tiny little pot that fit that and I just like stuck my nursery pot that had my lemon plant in it inside it mm-hmm. and put it on my new shelf. Um yeah. that I have in my kitchen. And I like kind of forgot about it because I needed I shelf because mm-hmm. okay. I haven't posted about my shelf yet, but it is yeah. the best. I found it on Facebook Marketplace and I'm obsessed with it. Um, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> okay. No, I'm but, so excited. I'll post it um, when we, when I post the episode. Yeah. So I just, I haven't like organized my plants on it, how I want them. So I just kind of stuck it on there, like with the intention, like, oh, I'm here anyway. And I just like, haven't done it. So it got, le- it got lost behind some other plant. It died. <laughs> oh, so sad. I'm so sad about it, but it's okay because it wouldn't have probably wouldn't have borne fruit anyway ever right (laughs) because because you just grew it from some lemon seeds right yeah I did and typically the best like trees for fruit a lot of times are what are called put on rootstock it's like a grafting process 
um, just to oh, okay. make sure that it does produce fruit because not all of them will. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a lemon tree and I'm stoked about it. Oh, I'm so excited to see how that turns out. Yeah. Fun fact, pretty much anyone can grow lemons in their house. That is so, so interesting. Well, as soon as you successfully grow lemons, <laughs> I will I will follow in your footsteps. Perfect. <laughs> I'll share with you. Okay. So um, tell everyone who is listening how they can find you on social media so they can follow and see all your plants. Okay. Well, my plant Instagram is all the roots. So just A-L-L-T-H-E-R-O-O-T-S. Um, my personal Instagram is obswhat, A-U-B-S-W-H-A-A-T. And my Twitter is gimme plants. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Okay, awesome. I will, um, yeah, when I post it, I will like post some pictures of your plants on Instagram and on our stories and stuff like that. Make sure to send me. I would love if you sent me a picture of your shelf so I can post it. But if you don't want to, if you want to wait until you've actually been able to post it on your page, then I don't mind. I will understand. It'll it'll give me an excuse to actually put it together and make it pretty. Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, it has been so much fun to have you on the podcast, Aubrey. Um, Everyone who's listening, go and give Aubrey a follow so you can follow along, see all her plants while you're on Instagram give us a follow at your best friends podcast. And if you like this episode, leave a nice review and thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. We love you. Good night. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Okay. Bye.